0: From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by
1: VK1WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB, and you have tuned the WIA National News Service for we commencing November 13 in the good year 2011. The Australian Treasurer, Wayne Swan, says the Government will wait for advice from police before deciding the next step in the Australian network tender process. Radio Australia's parent company, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, the ABC, now holds the contract to operate the international satellite television network, but is competing with Sky News to retain it. Sky News is partly owned by the British broadcaster B. Australia's Minister for Broadband, Communication and Digital Economy, Senator Stephen Conroy, announced the end of a competitive tender process last Monday, saying he was acting on the advice of the government solicitor. He said, The advice which the government has received is that, due to significant leaks of confidential information to the media, the Australian network tender process has been compromised to such a degree that a fair and equitable outcome may no longer be achieved. The government also referred the matter to police because of these alleged leaks. A new dedicated radio studio at Paterson Lakes Primary School means students are now interviewing some of Australia's biggest names live to air. Radio program coordinator Craig Jenner said a $50,000 state government grant to build the studio also helped deck it out with the latest technology. We've got the experienced students training others how to do it, which gives them a sense of responsibility and independence, she said. The school's radio program has been hugely successful over the years with students interviewing the likes of former Prime Minister John Howard, TV stars Burt Newton, Rove McManus, NBA basketballer Andrew Buggett and former St Kilda footballer Robert Harvey. The station can be picked up on 104.7 through the Paterson's Lake area. This is the WIA National News and still to come we'll be hearing from WIA directors, we'll hear from... WIA Director Ewan McLeod, we'll hear from President Michael Owen and also a very special word coming in from our webmaster Robert Broomhead, VK3DN.
2: Across Australia
1: from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the ACT region where it can be heard on our Mount Janini 2 meter and 70 centimeter repeaters, 146.950 and 438.050 on Sunday mornings at 0900 local time. This is Alan, VK1 Whiskey X-Ray.
3: This is Michael Owen, VK3KI. The Board of the WIA has accepted the recommendations of the 2011 Club Grant Committee and the other day announced the successful applications. Two categories of project were identified that the WIA would support this year the first category were projects and activities to be conducted before the 1st of june 2012 to attract new amateurs but focused on people under 25 and the second category was amateur radio projects that are useful and innovative and that utilize both information technologies and radio communications No projects were proposed by any club that fell into the second category. The Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club will be supported by a grant of $1,500 to support a mobile shack as a promotional tool to attract new members for field days and emergency communications within their local area. The Brisbane Amateur Radio Club will receive a grant of $600 to help them to improve the quality of their meeting presentations using digital projection equipment. The St George Amateur Radio Society Inc. will also be supported by a grant of $600 for a basic trailer to be converted into a mobile display and field operations unit. The Sunraysia Radio Group will be supported by a grant of $1,000 to support their work promoting amateur radio to scout districts in the Mildura-Wentworth area. The Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society will receive a grant of $600 to support building on the established training room by the addition of training aids and a number of kits. The Illawarra Amateur Radio Society will be supported by a grant of $900 to provide a projector and basic transceiver and antenna to supplement existing training aids for classes. The full report of the 2011 grant committee can be found on the WIA website. Can I ask you to also read carefully the comment in December amateur radio when it is published. In that comment I question the small number of applications for grants received this year and also raise the future of the club grant scheme and advice submissions as the Board intends to have it as an issue for discussion at the Open Forum with the Annual Conference of the WIA in Mildura next year. Thank you.
2: Greetings from the WIA. This is Yoon VK4ERM considering looking out for your mates. The eleventh hour of the eleventh month has just passed. While it is right and proper to remember those who made the ultimate sacrifice to preserve our way of life and freedoms while they looked out for their mates, it also behoves us to look out for those men and women who return with damaged bodies and minds. Sometimes these situations are tragically personal or uncomfortably close. Within the amateur Radio community, we too can look out for our mates in many direct and indirect ways. Operating our equipment in a comfortable shack at home Mobile through innumerable places in this broad land, or setting up a field or portable station for a contest, or to escape urban RF noise provide ample opportunities for looking out for your mates. Unfortunately it is a truism that familiarity does breed contempt, or at least avoidable carelessness or the taking of unnecessary risks. Sometimes the first we become aware of the error of judgement is when the situation goes wrong. Resulting in damage to what we have been working on, a minor physical inconvenience, or personal injury. What would you reasonably expect a mate to do in such circumstances? What would you do if you were to witness the potential for such a situation occurring? In the first case, a friendly word of caution from your mate may be all that was needed to jolt you out of complacency to reconsider your course of action. In the second case, wouldn't you believe it was your responsibility to caution your mate in the likely outcome of his or her actions? Either way, both situations demonstrate looking out for your mates, and unlikely to cause offence with real mates. The foregoing physical cause and effect situations are readily observable, to which we can spontaneously react, without offence to those with whom we are familiar Far worse and more insidious is the onset and manifestation of mental stress. The gradual change in the behaviour of a mate may be so subtle that in the long term we don't notice it, nor become aware of the past and present circumstances causing the change. However, it is unfortunate that the first we become aware that a mate is under stress is when he or she explodes or crashes with unpredictable behaviour and outcomes. This is when you have to be looking out for your mates hopefully before the situations come to a head and afterward if too late. We like to think we know and understand those whom we have known for years or decades, but the reality is there may be disturbing or traumatic events buried in their memory and eating away at their very being. Events and emotions they have never communicated to others, not even their mates. Those in the far-reaching fraternity of amateur radio are no different. And if you become aware of changes in the personality and behaviour of your amateur radio friends in any circumstances, then it is truly time to be looking out for your mates. The changes you see may be their cry for help. Look out for your mates. This has been you on VK4ERM for the WIA
4: Board. This is Robert, VK3DN, the WIA Webmaster. Every now and again, members write in and let us know that they receive spam emails claiming to be from the WIA and wanting to obtain personal information. This sort of email activity is called phishing, spelled P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, phishing. Now, phishing is a way that the bad people on the internet are trying to acquire information from us such as usernames, passwords and credit card details, with the infiltrator claiming to be from a trustworthy entity, in our case claiming to be from the WIA. Customers of banks and other financial institutions are typically the major targets for phishing scams. However, they also seem to have a go at people from any organisation including organisations like ours. So remember, should our WIA office staff ever need to verify your member or personal details, they will contact you directly by telephone, never as unsolicited email.
0: Produced by Q News for the WIA, this is the National News Service, relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1 WIA.
5: Planning is well underway for Amateur Radio's big day out next year at the Wyong racecourse. The Central Coast Amateur Radio Club Field Day at Wyong has a new service for next year, a group meet-up service. There are several amateur radio groups who are spread across the country and rarely are able to meet up in person. So why not take advantage of the fact that many group members travel to the Wyong Field Day? This is a free service. The CCARC will allocate 30-minute slots throughout the day on a first-come, first-served basis and publicise these before the field day and announce them over the public address system throughout the day. An area in the coffee and tea room on the second floor of the race club building will be set aside as the meet-up point. This has lift access available for those who have difficulty with stairs. As the slots are already filling, it is recommended to get your application in as soon as possible by sending an email to wfdmeetup at gmail.com. That's Whiskey Fox Delta or Wyong Field Day Meetup M E E T U P at gmail.com. The list will close at the end of January or earlier if all slots are taken so that signs can be printed for display at the event and the lists publicized. Make sure you have the date firmly in your calendar CCARC Field Day at Wyong, February 26, 2012 and the Field Day website is at www.fieldday.org.au and has all the information about the event. I'm Ed VK2ARE, standing in for Rod, VK2FVRJ, Publicity Officer, CCARC.
1: Always good to hear direct from our contributors on this, the WIA National News Service. And continuing around VK national parks weekend that's in victoria vk3 next weekend and so far eight registrations have been received for declared national parks in victoria as a concentrated effort is made on the keith roger memorial national parks award it's also part of the amateur radio victoria centenary and will run from friday november 18 through to monday november 21. they include heathcote Greytown, brisbane rangers barma Dandenong Rangers, Greater Bendigo, plus a yet-to-be-specified park in Gippsland. For the Saturday and Sunday, Terry Murphy, VK3UP, will be using the special call sign VK100ARV. Others involved are VK3s, WAM, JDA, VTH, ZPF, EME and VK3PF. Check them out by visiting amateurradio.com.au and tune around the bands next weekend, giving them plenty of support
6: international news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate, Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. New Zealand Amateur Radio Day will be held March 10 from 1000 to 1,400 hours. NZART branches are being encouraged to set up stations in prominent areas in their local community and to make contact with other NZARD stations and home stations. Media inclusion is to be encouraged. The purpose of NZARD is twofold, to expose ham radio to the community and to prospect for potential amateur operators. Container search continues. The search continues off Tarunga in ZL land for containers lost from the stranded ship Rena in bad weather back in October. Sonar searches have found a number of them within a 1,000 metre radius of the ship in water up to 80 metres deep. A total of 30 containers has either washed up on beaches or been located, leaving around 50 still missing. Four containers with dangerous goods on board the Rena have been tagged with transmitters in case they too end up coming off the ship. 500 kilohertz. During the meeting of the SEPT WRC 12 conference preparatory group held in Bucharest between November 1st to the 4th of 2011, a European Common Proposal ECP was agreed. This ECP represents the block vote of 48 administrations and was passed without dissent. It proposes an allocation to the amateur service between 472 to 480 kHz on a secondary basis with a maximum power limit of 5 watts EIRP. This ECP will now be forwarded to the ITU as a contribution from SEPT to WRC 12. The IARU has thanked the European member societies who helped to influence their national administrations in this matter. This is an important step in the IARU efforts to secure a worldwide secondary allocation to the amateur service in the region of 500 kHz at WRC 12. BBC celebrates 75 years of television. Back on November 2, 1936, the BBC ran the world's first repeat of a TV show. This on the very same day they commenced transmissions from Alexandra Palace. Having the transmitter and studios at the same building caused some problems at first, such as radio transmissions interfering with electronics of cameras. Two services were tested, John Logie Baird's in one studio and a Marconi EMI system in another. A coin toss decided that the pilot program would be transmitted on the Baird system first and then on the Marconi EMI system following a brief pause so that there was a repeat show on the first day. After three months, it was decided to use the EMI system. A BBC video report's names once considered for television included photo telegraphy, seeing by wireless and electric telescope. Still at the Beeb, the BBC World Service is moving out of Bush House and into Broadcasting House early next year. An online auction of general audio and radio equipment is being held, which includes audio consoles, speakers, microphones, headphones, equipment stands, microphone stands, tape decks, turntables, stereo power amplifiers, general audio processing equipment. Bidding closes on 22nd of November. Rob, Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, at the RSGB comes news of a new 6-metre beacon from Greece.
7: Operating on 5398.5 kHz CW, it runs 30 watts into a non-resonant antenna for the time being. It should be on the air mostly between 1900 and 0600 UTC. It may be off on some days because of other HF activities at the test site so try to listen regularly. Details of the beacon message and timings can be found on the IARU Region 1 website wwwiaru rfigure oneorg A new digital net to encourage use of these modes on 10 metres will be held every Saturday and Sunday at 1800 UTC. The net will gather on 28.125 MHz USB, Plus or minus QRM, RSID and call ID will be used to help pick out the net and modes used. Olivia five hundred stroke eight mode will be used to call up the net, but it may switch nodes as uh, modes as needed. Check out ww.obriansweb.com forward slash slash for online coordination during each session. The Colorado 6-metre beacon is back on the air, having been rebuilt. The operating frequency is 50.065 megahertz. The call sign is KA0CDN. Further info at www.rmvhf.org. I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, here in Nottingham. And you're tuned to VK1WIA. From the
0: WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA.
8: Operational News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ. Special Events and On Air Contest Column, Dateline 2011. November 26 and 27 WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day, 2012. January VK Ross Hull Memorial VHF UHF Contest March 17 and 18 VK John Moore Memorial Field Day June Long Weekend VK Four Time VK Shires Contest July 1st Full Weekend NZART Memorial Contest Special event Stations DX and Beacon and NetAdvice Close QSL bureaus There are two new countries that have closed their QSL bureaus. TU, CODE D E V L and V7, Marshall Island. If you work these countries, make sure you get the QSL manager or QSL direct. There is no point in sending them to the outgoing bureau as they will only be returned to you. Ascension Island will see activity by K7ZZ using ZD8ZZ and W6HGF using ZD8F. They will be there until November 22 using CW, RITI, and some SSB. Logs will be uploaded to Logbook of the World. Amateur Radio Newsline report that the five-star DX's association T-32C de expedition to Christmas Island is now history. Despite initial difficulties with their container of equipment not reaching the island, the team finished with over 213,000 contacts, and this is the first time a de-expedition has exceeded 200,000 QSOs to that rare location. Awards. VK-100 ARV is on air. Want to qualify for the Amateur Radio Victoria Centenary Award or obtain the special QSL card? Sunday, this weekend, has it activated again by Luke Steele, VK3HJ. He has it on Thursday this week too. vk 100 arb is through the VK3RML repeater on Monday nights during the digital slow scan TV session around 1000 hours Zulu to 1,300 hours Zulu. Outside those times, Keith Proctor, VK3FT, will be on every Monday. On Friday, November the 18th, Peter Freeman, VK3PF, puts it on air. And from the Brisbane Rangers will be heard Terry Murphy, VK3UP, both on the Saturday and Sunday. Check out the VK100 ARV roster, award conditions and reports on previous activity on the website www.amateurradio.com.au. Every day in November is a VK100 ARV Day. RSGB Commonwealth Century Club Jubilee Award 2012 2012 is the Queen's Diamond Jubilee and mindful that the Queen is the head of the Commonwealth of Nations, we are pleased to announce a new Operating Award for 2012. To qualify for an attractive certificate, all you need to do is to work as many different countries and call areas on the Commonwealth Century Club list during 2012. Certificates will be awarded for working 60 and 100 different call areas. Use any mode or bands you like, and QSL cards are not required. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham.
5: Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. On the central coast of New South Wales, it can be heard on the CCARC VK2 RAG. 2 metre repeater on 146.725MHz at 10am every Sunday. I'm Ed, VK2ARE.
4: Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV. At this month's general meeting, the SEQ ATV Group gave the Brisbane Digital Amateur Television Group permission to commence testing digital TV transmissions on 446.5 MHz from their Ocean View repeater site. It is hoped that if the testing goes well, that the two groups will combine their ATV repeaters in the near future. Chirpy, a 28 MHz CW transceiver on YouTube. Roger G3 XBM has released a video of Chirpy, the CW transceiver for 28 MHz that uses just 14 components. This ultra-simple transceiver puts out just over 100 milliwatts and can hear signals down to around 2 microvolts in a quiet room. Crystal controlled, full QSK and great fun, although the signal does chirp, hence the name. And the best DX so far? Well, it's 1,414 kilometres. Google Chirpy, a 14-part CW transceiver for 28 megahertz on YouTube. OSCAR1 YouTube video, a prototype of the first amateur radio satellite OSCAR1, has been on display at the AMSAT Symposium in San Jose. Oscar One was launched nearly 50 years ago on December 12, 1961. Its beacon sent the letters HI on 144.9830 MHz in CW. Bob Allison, WB1 GCM of the AWRL's technical lab, led the effort to refurbish the Oscar One prototype on display at the AWRL headquarters. With the help of Oscar 1 developer Lance Ginner K6GSJ, Bob and his team got Oscar 1 operational again. The refurbished Oscar 1 was on display at the ARRL exhibit area at the 2011 Dayton Hamvention. The Oscar 1 prototype was again on display during the AMSAT symposium where everyone was able to once again hear the CW transmissions, now managed by a PIC controller. In the 145 MHz band. Watch OSCAR 1, first amateur radio satellite, at AMSAT Space Symposium 2011, San Jose, and just Google that on YouTube. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Final Frontier, Orbisat 1, designated AO-71. Oscar Numbering Administrator Bill Tynan, W3XO, reports that he has advised J.M. Worsinger, Ph.D. KI4YAU, Professor Emeritus and Director of Auburn University's Student Space Program, that following the successful NASA ALANA-3 launch on October 28, 2011 of Orbisat-1, and by the request of the Orbisat-1 team, that the new satellite has been assigned an Oscar number. Professor Worsinger documented that the telemetry has been received from the satellite. The IIRU-SAT website states that Orbisat 1 was fully coordinated with the IIRU. Bill wrote, Therefore, by the authority vested in me by the AMSAT NA President, I hereby designate Orbisat 1 as Orbisat Oscar 71 or AO71 and welcome this newest Oscar into the amateur radio satellite community. On behalf of AMSAT-NA and the world's amateur radio satellite community, I congratulate Professor Wersinger, Auburn University and all of those responsible for building, testing and launching this new CubeSat. May its mission meet with success. Well done. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from
1: Melbourne. On the social scene as we wrap up WIA national news for this week, in 2011, well, everything's done and dusted. Yes, we have no more ham fests. And in fact, I believe there was a ham fest in Queensland uh, yesterday on the Saturday. So uh, to everybody that went along, I believe, to the Gold Coast Amateur Radio Club, certainly hope you had a good time there. If there are any members of the Gold Coast Amateur Radio Club having a listen, how about you try and uh, get your uh, PR guy to get the WIA National News all the details. We uh, haven't have heard from the Gold Coast Club in many a year, so would really be good to, uh, to get that. OK, next year coming up, we have the big one in Victoria, the big ham fest there. That's the Centre Victoria Hamfest at the Kyneton Racecourse. That happens February 12. The CCARC at Wyong, the Wyong Field Day in VK2, Feb 26. The WIA's National Field Day happens April 14 to 15. May 3 to 18, a big one worldwide, but it happens in VK5, is the YL International 2012 Australia. And if you want more information on that one, give vk5tmc at bigpond.com an email. And the WIA annual conference at Mildura, May the 25th, 26th and 27th. Details are on the website now, best read at wia.org.au. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB, Walk softly.
0: In the nation's capital with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.